0: Do not adjust your settings. Take your hands off the keys. Your search is over. These are the geeks you're looking for. You found Geek Watch 1.
1: Hey, Geeksters, I'm Kylan.
2: And I'm Ken. And you found Geek Watch 1. Welcome back, Geeksters, to Geek Watch 1. And this is going to be the final Geek Watch 1 of 2021. Dun-dun-dun. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds all, like, ominous and stuff, not just, oh, we're taking a couple weeks off, we'll be right back.
0: <laughs> you right. The final.
2: <laughs> so, how you guys doing? <laughs>
0: Good. Good. Still, still, uh, still kind of hyped up from the movie the other night, which, of course, you all know we're going to be talking Spider-Man, and it'll be full of spoilers because of all movies from the MCU, I think this is the one that you can't talk about without spoilers. Yeah. Like you, right. You you had the basic very very basic plot you can you can mention. Right. And maybe something from the trailers, but once you start even talking about the trailers, you'll end up mentioning other stuff. Right. right. So we're, we'll get we're, we'll go through our usual stuff with the news and that, but once we get to to Spider-Man No Way Home, you're you're done if you haven't seen it cuz right. we're giving it all. Well, up. I mean, and I was I would dare to say that
1: the most recent uh, episode five of hawkeye kind of gave you a hint i'm saying
2: a very blurry hint
0: well it, it gave you something for something
1: yeah gave you something, for something. <laughs> it did
0: but we'll get into the something and something and and actually there, there were a lot of connections with hawkeye this week there were there were a lot actually so yeah mm-hmm. there's there's we'll mention those well mm-hmm. also
2: i was surprised i hadn't even thought about it till i was about halfway through spider-man that if you watch the trailers going into spider-man we really knew almost nothing about the um who the villain was about the story what the story was about we knew they made it they broke stuff that's all the trailers yeah. tell there was you a lot of lying
1: i tell. To- i, I well, told this,
0: them- is, this, this movie uh, again unlike many of the others is complete confirmation that marvel lies like there well, are yeah. things done and said in the trailer that don't even appear in the movie. Mm-mm. There are things in the trailer that have been altered from how they appear in Mm-mm. the movie. Like seriously, it's right. There's Marvel, a lot of lies. Marvel lies. We'll get into it. We don't wanna we don't want to spoil anything else. Well, but Marvel is a yeah. Disney
2: company and so is Lucasfilm. And we've seen the Lucasfilm trailers that are different from the movies.
3: Well that it also gives them chance to use footage that was cut from the movie without us knowing.
0: Well, that that's what they've done for everything. Though I mean, they even did that for the Loki TV series. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was plenty of stuff in the trailer that did not show up on the show that gave, put people in a totally different mindset for what was going on. Yeah, exactly.
2: So. Yeah. So. But we will see. This is the closest you get to spoiler free, guys. So yeah, we will let it. you know. But if you've not seen the movie, when we get to the end of this, you don't get to yell at us. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. And even right if now, you do, we'll here. be that. We won't be around for two weeks. So you won't. We won't know until we <laughs> come back.
3: All I could utter was two words. At the end, just two words.
2: <laughs> we'll get to those in a minute.
3: I just got her two words. <laughs> That's all.
2: So, other than Spider-Man and uh, processing and going nuts over what's going on with that, what else have you guys been doing this week?
1: Uh, what did we do this week? Uh, well, we watched some Christmas stuff.
0: Yeah, I um, Kylan didn't really watch it. He saw a few glimpses of it, but I went on to HBO Max and watched the Santa, Inc. series.
1: Oh, wow. Yes. Um,
0: it's eight episodes. It's stop motion. Uh, it's about it's about the production and and every. It's about Santa plus all the elves plus all the productions up in the North Pole and what's going on and Santa trying to find his successor. It's stop motion. It's fun. It's festive and it's completely adult. Do not watch this with your don't. kids. Don't turn it on. No. Don't. Um, there is there literally. Um, many forms of nudity there is sex there is a lot of cursing there is bass. drugs there's drugs yes a lot of drugs, drugs. There's, yeah. <laughs> yeah and it and it's completely christmasy and, so and there you go
2: does it being stop motion does it have like the old rank and bass look to it?
0: It, it it's kind of an updated rank and bass look but it does have a bit of that feel to it
1: yeah it, it's like a mix of Rankin rank and bass and uh oh gosh what's the other one um uh, celebrity death match. Ah, okay. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's kind of mixed yeah, public. yeah. Um, but I mean, you've got uh, what's his name, Seth Rogen voicing Santa. So already <laughs> you know that it's going to be wrong.
1: So um, wrong on so mean levels Yeah,
0: so it's it's very wrong, but it's actually really fun. Uh, so,
1: and our favorite Pat noswalt
0: Yeah, Pat Oswalt. Not, oh, not, not surprisingly, wrong. It's um,
1: so wrong. But,
0: yeah. yeah it's, it's fun, and it, it's if you want something fun and different, but still Christmassy and adults. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Santa Inc. HBO Max. All eight episodes are there. Yes. <laughs> um. Yeah.
1: Other than that, I mean, nothing really new. I can't think of. Yeah. I mean, I, I got. I I came across some something in the last couple of hours before we started recording this, but I, I'm gonna tag that on with the news at the end. But that's just.
0: Oh, I also started watching Station 11. Which one's? Um it's it's uh it's a new sci-fi series. I think on HBO Max as well. Yeah. yeah, HBO Max. And um first three episodes are there. It's gotten almost a perfect score on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. Just released. It's um it's a post-apocalyptic pandemic sci-fi show. Like oh. that's what it is. Um and so it's a essentially there's a flu it's, it's basically what we're going through, but, um, there's a worldwide virus. Um, people are dying. They're telling people to, uh, to, uh, keep themselves in seclusion, to wear masks, to not be around people. It's the whole thing. Uh, but this is like, it, it doesn't have a, it doesn't seem to have like a vaccination and, and good, you know, cure rate and stuff like that. So mm. it's worse. Um, but it's it's an interesting show because it really is more about the people it's more about some specific characters mm-hmm. it does past present and kind of future like it shows you like all this overgrown nature at subway stations and stuff like the what happens because no one's using things right um it's it's interesting it's 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 well written i I've, I've been enjoying it but it's not like high-end sci-fi stuff it's just more because it's the apocalyptic thing that it's considered sci-fi but mm-hmm. okay. it's a well-made show so okay um station 11 that's what it is okay cool
2: and we've really not done we started we finally we got really late on our christmas shopping so we've got most of that done for this week but other than that do we watch anything
3: no but the guys behind us in the theater i was cracking up at their comments
2: yeah, we were watching the movie.
3: We were watching the ads, and they showed the ads of, um, it was the Coca Diet Coca-Cola commercial.
2: Yeah, that new yeah. one they got which, with all the 80s moms in it.
3: And they're like, the yeah. guy was yeah. like, oh, that was so from the 50s. And I'm like, I literally, I, I slapped my head and leaned over to Ken. I said, that is not the 50s. Because like you're saying how I, your I, mother did it better than you and riding around in the car and doing all those. Yeah.
0: And I'm like, this I that- pointed it out. I pointed out to Kylan that Coke, Diet Coke, Coke slash Diet Coke, has made up its own controversy because I have never heard anyone say, "Oh, that's your mom's Diet Coke," or Diet Coke is old people drink Diet Coke like the other commercial with the right. guy by the pool. Yeah, right. um, I've never heard any of that, but Diet Coke has suddenly made it a thing that people aren't drinking it because it's their mom's <laughs> drink. Like, come
1: <laughs> right. on. Well, you know? I will say this one thing about the the eighties did have like almost. A 50s style, but updated, yeah. If you, and so, I, I think
0: 80s had a specific style, right? So, but apparently, those are boys who don't know any recent yeah. history, well, <laughs> Also, I told Vicky it's like, I
2: you could tell that the marketing people at Coke do understand because if I remember right, that um, Coke's been around since like the 60s or 60s, anyway, but a long time, um. Mm-hmm. If I remember, at the '80s, they did the huge rebranding that kind of targeted more the moms and the f- women in the audience. It
0: did well. It did because that was the '80s was a big time for diet everything. Right,
2: exactly. You know, that's
0: when when you got like all the the diet Fanta and right. uh, all those guys.
1: <laughs> well, because it, before
0: that, it was Tab. Tab
1: yeah. was
2: the th- Yeah,
0: that's it, true. it was Tab. Tab and was it, the only diet you can still can get print.
2: it. There are places that still have it. Yep.
0: You right. you can still get
1: tab. And I remember drinking diet coke and drinking tab and I'm like, what it's the same you know? <laughs> And the thing was like it was a big deal my mom wouldn't let me drink tab. Like I would drink coke but I couldn't drink tab cuz I guess it has saccharin in it and saccharin was going to kill me. Oh yeah, me. The,
0: all, all those artificial sweeteners were going to kill everybody. Yeah. And we're all still here. So uh-huh. thanks very much. You know what that means?
1: <laughs>
2: we're immortal. <laughs>
0: Speaking but, yeah, of which, so I have I, still
2: I haven't listened to Adrian Paul, Paul's podcast still more from Sword Experience.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and there's like you know, so you know, there was like in the eighties, there was diet everything, yeah. and you but, know, and
0: it was a mom thing because of yes. course it was all geared towards women, mm-hmm. all the yeah. diet stuff. Yeah, really
2: supermodels will advertise that stuff. Though. That's true. So basically, yeah, it's yeah. like the as I was saying, the marketing people at Coke have realized, oh wait, nostalgia is a thing, so why don't we yeah. swing this back around to where we were at in the eighties with is. it. Mm-hmm.
0: And, and I mean, they are pointing out some some uh, obvious things where the, the 80, 80s music is still popular as classic music now. Yeah. And yeah. some of the looks from the 80s came back within the past couple years. So, you know, it does kind of fit. It,
2: mm-hmm. But
0: yeah, they, they made up their own controversy. And so. the cool thing <laughs> on that
2: is the 80s stuff that they're showing there is not what people think of as the 80s. because. 80s adult fashion in um, style was not what people remember as this is the classic 80s looks. No, no. <laughs> except
0: for those shoulder pads.
2: Well, yeah, shoulder that's... Pad, yeah. <laughs>
0: that's yes. a classic look.
2: Yeah, but that—that's th- all we've raised. We've not done a whole lot this week other than like I said, getting ready for what's coming up next week.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, we. I mean, we had to. We had to get our Christmas shopping done early because we send so much stuff out. So mm-hmm. early in the week, I was the one at the post office, but.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I, I will say this, I'm I, I, I am part of another group, uh, book club, because, you know, that's what I do, and every year we do uh, something called Vigilante Santa, and it's like a secret Santa kind of thing, and you're given an assignment.
0: Involving men's adventure novels. In-
1: involving men's <laughs> adventure novels, and you're given an assignment to be your hit, uh, so get it assignment hit vigilante whatever mm-hmm. so so then I sent mine out and I was hoping because I started seeing the guys post you no know, hey my my vigilante Santa did this blah 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 and I kept hoping that I would see my hit and no uh, hopefully he would like what he got and I threw something a little extra in there because Dawn has been doing things with resin. So I put a little something that I thought would be would be appropriate in with it he didn't mention that so I don't know if he just didn't know what to do with that it was a resin knife is what it, it was, was. Ah. but
0: maybe it was considered a threat and he didn't
1: want it. <laughs> he didn't want a poster or whatever a but he loved all the books yeah and he and he uh, actually
0: nicely unwrapped the yeah he, he he unwrapped it carefully so he could keep the target paper because apparently he has things meant for targets so <laughs> I, I, I have to admit
1: i was kind of glad that you know i themed it this year because mm-hmm. I, I have a better understanding of what to do with yeah. it and, and so i'm already looking it. forward to next year
0: there you go That's, yeah so and zoo and secret santa
2: yes <laughs> cool <laughs> um, so but
0: before, go ahead the other the other thing we have um i saw posted <laughs> about our um our buddy charlie and bob's hamburg um he has been taking orders for holiday sauerkraut balls. Oh. Um, apparently, uh, when they bought the restaurant, they were able to find Bob's original recipe for his sauerkraut balls. So these are different than what Charlie has had on his with the holiday meals and stuff that he's done with Stray Dog. Um, so they found Bob's original recipe and they came up with a vegetarian Akron pickle recipe. Uh, so wait a minute, wait, wait, the,
2: wait, a vegetarian pickle. Is not that kind of
0: that you didn't listen to me? I said a vegetarian Akron pickle recipe. Okay. For sauerkraut. Balls. Oh, okay. Pay attention, man. Um, <laughs> So Bob's original recipe includes ground pork, of course, and it's hand-battered just like Bob's Ugh. Hamburg's onion rings. Oh. Um, the vegetarian version actually sounds good as well. Like, I want to try both of these now. Um, they they use the Akron Pickles homemade pickled cabbage sauerkraut combined with cream cheese and a seasoning blend, and then they hand bread that in panko. Oh, So that actually sounds good, just like, Cream cheese sauerkraut balls. <laughs> um, now, if you if you remember the stray dog ones, if you ever got those, they were basically the size of a softball. Like they fit in your hand. Yeah, things are huge. Um, he's kind of he scaled them down. He's made them more like ping pong golf ball size now, so they're normal sauerkraut ball size. <laughs> if anyone who's outside of Akron listening to this, you are so confused right now because sauerkraut balls are an Akron thing. They are. <laughs> They were they were invented in Akron and they were stri- they are strictly northeast Ohio.
2: Wow, um, I didn't know that. If you
0: talk to people outside the area, like I had never heard of them when I moved here. Um, and any friends we have from out of state when they come to visit, we make them order sauerkraut balls like at Rockneys or something. <laughs> but like you can German go ahead thing. and yeah. call Bob's Hamburg 650 for 6 or $10 for 12 of either the sauerkraut ball recipes. Um, you can get them ready to eat or frozen if you have large orders, 24 hours notice, but, um, but you can get them right now at Bob's Hamburg. He doesn't know how long he'll be keeping them for. It'll be definitely through New Year's if you want them for your New Year's Eve celebration. Um, order early and, uh, you can give them a call or you can go to Mm bobsakron.com, um, to check out any other information and, and they're full, their full menu and everything, so you know, order some and then go and get a burger and then pick up your sauerkraut balls to go. There you go. That's how you do it.
2: Yeah. Hmm. That's uh, see, sauerkraut balls aren't my thing, but Bob's Burgers has all burger has a whole lot of other stuff that I like.
0: Yeah, <laughs> there's. I mean, there's something for everyone, literally at at Bob's Hamburg. He, I mean, he even has veggie burgers. He's like He's not. He's not excluding anybody.
2: True. Yeah. So. <laughs> okay. Well. That's what. That's all of our local stuff around, I believe. But Ms. Wan, what else right. has happened out in the world other than the Spider-Man showing up and blowing out every <laughs> record anybody's ever known?
0: There's there's uh, there's been a bit of news uh, about a lot of like release dates and things like that. So I, I just kind of grabbed a few things to scale it down because I know we're gonna talk about Spider-Man <laughs> a lot. Um, wh- and and for the comic book lovers and fans out there. Uh, you may remember a few, uh, a couple years ago, I reviewed the book, um, both on our website and on the show, a book called Slugfest, which was about the behind-the-scenes stuff of uh, that that grew into DC versus Marvel. Um, and we now have a ten-part docu-series premiering on December twenty-fourth called Slugfest. Uh, it's executive produced by Joe and Anthony Russo, narrated by Kevin Smith. Uh, we knew it was coming, uh, we just didn't know when. So this past week they announced that we're getting it on Christmas Eve, uh, at least the start of it. They didn't say if it would drop all at once or if it was going to be weekly. But it is on the Roku channel. So um, you're not going to get it on your regular streaming stuff. You either have to have the Roku or you can just go to the Roku website on your laptop and you can watch it there. Just sign up for for a free account you can watch it on your laptop. Okay. Um and basically the the whole the whole point of Slugfest is to show how the rivalry started, how they became such big companies and you know where where it's gone over time and and how why we know that, that there's huge disputes now with certain people and certain characters and all this. The book itself I it was was fantastic because they interviewed so many people. Mm-hmm that would otherwise not have been talked to and come forward. Like not just the big names, but smaller names you may not have known and they made it really fun. So it's, it's not just a dry documentary sort of thing. It's going to be a fun, I think it's going to be a fun thing to watch because the book. I'm not big on reading a lot of nonfiction, but I really enjoyed the book. Right. So I'm looking forward to that. So yeah, uh, Christmas Eve, you can, you know, sit down with your, uh, with your hot toddy and, and some christmas cookies and and watch the first episode of slugfest that's cool because i
2: actually had we uh, we have um all of our devices are roku's right now so we'll be able to watch it there you
0: go there you go Mm -hmm. um another piece of news uh comic related uh, is that instead of being an hbo max exclusive they have announced that the upcoming dc movie blue beetle will now be heading straight to theaters in the fall of 2023 Wow. Okay. So they're making Blue Beetle a much bigger character than than I think a lot of people thought it might be if mm-hmm. it was going to be just on HBO Max.
2: Well, depending well, on wh- what time you're talking, Blue Beetle was a big character. Like in the '80s, he was basically the number two guy in the Justice League.
0: Yeah, but a lot of people haven't heard of them still because they yeah. they didn't necessarily read Justice League. So and, yeah, in the eighties ju- or
2: no Justice League International. Because if you didn't read yeah. Justice League International or you weren't a Golden Age fan, a lot of people had never heard of them. Yeah, right. and,
0: and a lot of people just read Justice League. They didn't go mm-hmm. outside of that. Just kind of like a lot of people read Avengers, but not West Coast Avengers. Right. You know, they don't they don't go outside of it, so they don't learn right who they are. So it, it's nice to see that they're. They're putting some faith behind a non Bat Family, non Super Superman family hero.
1: Well, Marvel. I mean, sorry, DC needs a high tech hero. Um <laughs> Marvel and uh, Marvel had Iron Man, and there are going to be other high tech armored characters coming. Mean, I mean, technically,
0: Spider Man is is a techie character. Well,
1: yeah, well, they, they, they may.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, and th- that changes, but we'll talk about that toward well, the yeah, end. Yeah, but. Yeah, but he Peter was. Peter
0: knows tech.
2: He does, yeah. though. Yeah. Well, <laughs> do we know which Blue Beetle this one's about? Is it about Jaime Reyes or is it about Ted Cord?
0: Reyes, because See, it's the it's the kid who's in Cobra Kai who's um, playing the Blue Beetle. Okay, oh,
2: cool. So basically, they're, um, knowing the way Warner Brothers thinks, they know they're going to have a Latino sci-fi superhero. Mm-hmm. Because that's, that's the way the boardroom thinks, which just right. means we get um, more superhero movies. But that – because Jaime Reyes is very much a sci-fi alien movie.
0: Right. And, and it is going to – I think it's going to skew a bit younger. It's going to be a Shazam type movie. Like Shazam is a kid superhero movie. Mm-hmm. And I think because of – if you look at the actor and you look at where they're going, I think – they have to. I mean, they can't do full adult superhero movie right. with with uh, someone who's barely, you know, late teen years. Right. So,
2: well, the other right, part, right. side of that, if they think it's a, just a kid superhero movie, look what they did with Shazam. They were able to actually ha- be more creative with it, and I think the studio stayed out of it a little more.
0: Yeah, exactly. Right. And, and they that, could actually the give you with- what
2: you're supposed to see on the screen.
0: Yeah. The the it, it's an unknown character. For a lot of people, especially mainstream audiences, mm-hmm. Every, everyone knows Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman. Everyone knows them. Mm-hmm. Um, this is someone they don't know they can play with. Kind of mm-hmm. like when Guardians of the Galaxy came out. Not that mm-hmm. Marvel was going to touch it anyway. You know, D- Disney wasn't going to screw with it anyway. But mm-hmm. um, but it's the same sort of thing. It's an unknown. So you don't have the expectations going in.
1: Right. Exactly. So, so
0: it, it'll be interesting anyway. That's a couple. Like I said, 2023. Fall of 2023. So we'll mm-hmm. find out. Um. Other movie news: uh, Producer director Matthew Vaughn uh, shared that there is a fourth film in the Kingsman franchise coming, and is set to begin filming September next year. Uh, and it's going to be the present day. What we're we're going to be back to the present day, mm-hmm. um, and it's going to basically wrap up Eggsy's story. We've, okay. we've we've been with Eggsy through a couple movies, and it'll it'll wrap up his story. Um, it's not really big news. There has been a script for a while, so we kind of knew there was going to be one. the 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 part that's the the confirmation is the fact that the whole franchise thing was was a bit of an uncertainty once Disney acquired Fox, right? And knowing what Disney's style was and that kind of thing. But mm-hmm. you know, once you know they're doing an R rated Deadpool, then yeah, Kingsman's fine. Yeah. Well, also, <laughs> right.
2: you got to remember because Disney. Disney by themselves doesn't do the um edgy stuff or anything like that. But Touchstone Pictures was owned by Disney. And they right. did all oh, plenty mm-hmm, of R-rated exactly. things.
0: Well, I mean, and that that's the whole point. Like you do you have you have your extra production companies that can mm-hmm. do that. Kind of like, you know, you have Hulu because that's where you can put the violent stuff. Yeah, I mean <laughs> I, I mean
1: Hitmonkey was
0: Yeah, exactly. You know. So well that the Deadpool like movies
2: ben. are on Hulu now. Yeah. Huh? Oh
0: yeah. <laughs> Um, and the other, um, the, the last bit of news I have, because I want to get into Spider-Man, um, is a, a couple of uh, Disney Plus pieces that uh, we have heard there's going to be a Goonies TV show. Uh, it's called Our Time, and it's inspired by the film, and uh, it's, it was previously in development as a pilot for Fox, interestingly, Okay. Um, but Fox thought it was too young for their network. So that kind of tells you the kind of demographic Disney Plus is going to go for here. Mm-hmm. It's not necessary. But, I mean, if you look at the Goonies movie, that was a kid's movie anyway. Right, so, yeah, right. um, but interestingly, this is about... It, it's not a remake of the movie. Mm-hmm. This is about... It, it, well, it's kind of not a remake, but it is a remake. <laughs> it's um, It's, a, it's a, someone who goes to a small town... Uh, to, sub, to be a substitute teacher, and she finds inspiration and salvation when she agrees to help three students who are pursuing their filmmaking dreams by putting on an ambitious shot-for-shot remake of their favorite movie, *The Goonies*. So it's a remake, but not a remake. Like the show is about okay. the show is about making a remake, but the show itself is not a remake.
1: <laughs> okay, got it.
0: All right. <laughs> But it's not—it's not a—it's not, not a reality show or anything. It's still fiction, um, but it's a remake. It, it's a show about a remake of a remake. <laughs> okay. Anyway, no dates for that. It's still in production. Um, and the other thing we found out was was the Zorro TV reboot, which Kylan's very happy about. Yeah, good.
2: Yes. We've not had a, a Zorro TV show since like the '80s.
0: Exactly. Disney is developing a live-action Zorro TV reboot, and Wilmer Valderrama is going to be starring as our favorite sword-wielder. I don't know how.
1: <laughs> and, Dan Diego he, de la Vega. Yeah,
0: him. And he's also executive producing. Um, well, the show will be a reboot of the 1950s Disney ABC series. Okay. So this is not taking it from the movies or anything like this. This is the legit Disney version from the 50s. Okay. They're rebooting. And, and it's apparently, um, it is a period piece, but yeah. they're kind of reimagining it. Um, it. It's going to be in Pueblo de Los Angeles, uh, but told in a more modern telenovela style. Mm-hmm. And it's going to have uh, slightly more contemporary characters, but still the period setting mm-hmm. and and with the action, drama, suspense, and humor of the original iconic Zorro.
1: See, you know, and I'm really excited about this. I am, you know. Here's a here's an interesting fun fact for everyone: the uh, 1920s uh, Mask of Zorro was filmed on location in Pueblo de Los Angeles. Okay. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, Yeah,
0: that's interesting. (laughs) Well, the one thing I hadn't I hadn't thought about
1: because yo it was (laughs) because Los Angeles, Hollywood, see, eh, eh, yeah, see, what what you didn't think that was? We're moving on. All right, well, anyway, (laughs) uh, but here's a little bit. So I, but Ken has something to say. What? Go ahead. No, all
2: right. Something just clicked on me. I didn't realize that. Um, other than the newer Zorro movies, at this point, I think just about everything that's been put out on, um. Television for Zorro is owned by Disney now, anyway. Because if you remember, they had, uh, the, they had the show the, in the fifties. The one in the eighties was done on the Family Channel, well, which right. was bought yeah, by yeah. ABC, and now it's Disney's. That's right? That you know what? That's right. I don't
0: think Zorro the Gayblade Blade is Disney, though. Well, I'm pretty sure that's what not. I said the
2: TV shows. That, that <laughs> Gayblade Blade was the actual movie. Wait,
0: I saw the Gayblade Blade when I was a kid, and I loved it.
2: What about
1: there was Son of Zorro? That was CBS. Oh,
0: there
2: you go. Wasn't that a TV series or a cartoon or something like that? No a TV show. When was that? It was a com- it was a comedy.
1: It was uh, so it was CBS and it was Zorro Zorro training his son to take his place and uh and as a matter of fact, uh, I'm trying I try to remember who was the who played Zorro in that one. Um but yeah, it was it, Don Don is actually looking at it. Yeah. No,
0: Zorro and Son.
1: Zorro and Son.
0: It was 1983.
1: Because I remember they had a guy that was the right hand of the alcalde. He was uh, Lieutenant Cassette, and whenever he would talk, he would move move his jaw so he Gre- could...
0: Gregory Sierra, who was uh, who, who you re- you will recognize if you look him up. He was he was Captain Paco Pico, <laughs> and Paul Regina was Zorro Junior. You'll recognize him if you look him up. Right. Um. But yeah, it did. It did air on CBS, but it was created by the Walt Disney television. Oh, Henry so Darrow. Go. Henry Darrow was was Don Diego de la Vega, who was
1: the father in the uh, Family Channel's horror uh, Zorro series. Horro. Horro. Sorry. He was the father in the Zorro series uh, on family. It only Channel. had
0: five episodes.
1: Yeah. But I remember that's it. why
0: nobody remembers this. Except for me, because
1: I remember all that crap. <laughs> But uh, if anybody wants to add a little bit more fun to your Christmas, um, I got to notice that uh, for uh, the the people behind Top Secret New World Order, they are doing a live stream of a game at SolarianGames.com uh, forward slash uh, Xmas. And it is all set in Nakatomi Plaza. And so the timing So
0: basically, you get to you get to watch them play out. Die Hard.
1: Right. So it's going to be Wednesday, December twenty second, which is today. If you're listening to it, uh, five p.m. Eastern. No
0: five p.m. Pacific. Uh, no
1: five percent five five p.m. Pacific. Eight Eastern. Eight Eastern. Uh, I So would, that
0: gives you time to come home from work, have dinner, kick it back, and you can watch it.
1: Yeah. So I would suggest, uh, if you uh, go to SolarianGames.com, dot com. Uh, forward slash Xmas. Uh, they, there's a place there for you to sign up to get a reminder of it. I am certainly going to do that because I. It's weird, but I enjoy watching. Um, uh, I enjoy watching people do do live streams of uh, RPGs. Plus, it's die hard. Yeah. So you know.
0: So you don't even have to watch Die Hard; you can watch them play
2: it. Well, I'm still going to watch.
0: it. I know you do, but <laughs> well, for other people.
2: One of the most entertaining times I've seen watching a role-playing game was um, when D- when DC Universe had their own service. Still, they actually right. did uh, uh, like two or three episodes together of the. It was the old '80s DC Heroes role-playing game. Mm-hmm. And they had some of the hosts from their DC Daily Show, um, Xavier Woods from the WWE, and a couple other people in there playing this playing the DC Heroes uh, role playing game. Oh, cool! It was fantastic. Right. So, so yeah, that I, I just wanted to throw that little
1: bit on, and that's that all I got. So, <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: the I before we get into talking about Spider Man, I actually think now, first <laughs> of all, this is the spoiler part, so stop listening if you haven't seen it and you don't want spoilers otherwise if you don't care then keep listening um i want to start at the end first okay the doctor strange and multiverse of madness trailer the second (laughs) credit clip because really it's not completely related to the movie so we we talk about this then we can get to the movie Mm -hmm. i was
2: kind of totally shocked that we got a full trailer it wasn't just a scene
0: yes Mm -hmm. yeah um, and that's good. And it wasn't I mean, it was a teaser, but not a teaser. There was a lot.
1: There was a lot
0: in the trailer, um, including a very quick look at America Chavez. Yes. Um, you at least saw part of her costume. You saw her. She was the one wearing the jean jacket with the big star on the back. Um. The other thing is if you want a good look at the new costumes and the characters, mm-hmm. they have just released previews of the toys for the movie. Mm-hmm. So you can actually see the full America Chavez costume. You can see the various Dr. Strange costumes. You can also see an interesting uh, new um, assistant intern, something for Dr. Strange, who was very briefly in the comics, and he lo- looks like a big green bull. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Trust me. Look it up. Yeah. Um, but the, the the main thing we get from this trailer is exactly what they said all along about how important it was to watch What If.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: Because at the end, and everyone in the theater, you could tell who saw What If. Mm-hmm. Because everyone, all those people went off <laughs> in mm. the theater. Because at the very end, you get the, I guess you could say variant, um, Doctor Strange uh dark doctor strange yes you don't want to call him evil because technically in what if he was redeeming himself yeah so we don't know what version we're getting right but it basically is the one from the what if series mm-hmm. that we saw in now in live action
2: yeah well also you get to see the rest of the tentacle monster and what if we all only saw tentacles <laughs>
0: Well, you you don't actually see the rest of the tentacle monster. You see um, a different monster, um, Shagoth. Shagoth, one of the old gods, who has to do with the creation of the book that Wanda decided to read to get all the spells. So see, I thought
2: that a- was the monster that we saw the tentacles for and no. what if. Mm-mm. No. No. No.
0: That's not. <laughs> and if they're doing it right, it's not. Um, right. It's so you're saying
2: creature. Marvel has a thing for tentacles.
0: No, not really when not you compare really. it to other franchises <laughs> um, You could say that about DC too um, <laughs>
1: I just hope that we don't end up seeing a set I really don't need set showing up
0: Right um, I
1: just don't. But
0: no. you know, you got you got a good feel for it. You know why uh, why Wanda is in it, mm-hmm. and interestingly, Strange doesn't even care what Wanda did. No, doesn't care because that's not the point. No. <laughs> no. Well, that's because that happened
2: that. in one small section of America where he's dealing with something that's happening in the multiverse.
0: <laughs> right. Well, but it, it also lets you know that what she did didn't affect that. Right. Because that was a possibility. Um. But but, the fact that he goes to her because there's something bigger going on, and you know that that's how it relates directly to Spider man knowing what happens at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. there is definitely something bigger going on mm-hmm. um and so so it's good you get you get the feel for why he's getting Wanda. you see um Mordo, yeah fair Mordo, um which we knew he was in it anyway, so he's but he doesn't seem to be entirely the bad guy, no. Because he knows something going, something's going wrong, too. Right. Um, and, and, of course, there's a lot of messed up mind game kind of stuff happening. Mm-hmm. So, it it was... I was a really good trailer. Like it was. It, it showed you a lot without telling you pretty much anything. Right. <laughs> right. I, I
1: have to admit, I was surprised to see America Chavez. And I knew America Chavez was going to be in it, but America is not... She's not a magic user. Her powers doesn't come from magic, but it's interesting that they're bringing
0: but she's a cosmic user right that's her power her powers are very cosmic so being a multiverse thing it's very important um and and if you're if you're wondering what we're talking about there are clips online but marvel slash disney has not actually released the official uh doctor strange multiverse of madness trailer online yet
4: right
2: I, Uh,
0: i would expect it maybe this week
2: yeah that's what i'm thinking most trailers yeah. end up coming out like on Wednesday before the movie's release, right?
0: Uh, often, yes.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but the the thing is, a lot of trailers. A lot of times, when you see the trailer in the movie theater, even if it's a special thing at the end, it's released almost immediately, yeah. right? So right. they're holding this back, knowing how big a deal it is for people to see Spider Man, right? Um, but you know, so if you want to rewatch it, it'll come up again pretty soon, and and when it does, I'll probably put it on our page because I want to rewatch it anyway. Yes,
2: yeah. There's there's a lot, so.
0: Um but but now to the important part Spider-Man No Way Home.
2: Yeah, it was awesome and we'll see you guys in next month next year.
4: <laughs>
2: that's
0: a, that's the only spoiler it. you're getting. It was great.
4: Bye.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh. um,
0: I don't even know where to start with it. There really yeah. is so much. Um, like I said,
2: it was weird though cuz if you watch the trailers, you don't know other than that Doctor Strange and Peter breaking something you don't know who the actual villain of this book, because if you watch the trailers, you don't think, okay, Doc Ock is the main villain. No, you just show that he's there. And right, you see all the other right. villains, but you don't know who's a villain, who's not a villain, why are they there. You don't know any of that from the trailers. Yeah,
3: we don't know the context right. of no. why or where. There's no context. And actually, no.
2: in Spider-Man cannot fight these villains. So if you watch the trailer, there's no, re- no way for him to do any of this.
0: Yeah, it's like, how is he making it out? Um, and and uh, comic fans look at the trailer differently as well because you know there there's a lot of spider-man fanboys they know the comics they know um the sinister six the ultimate six they know that most of the time they were a band of five and not six mm-hmm. so they they count up who's in that trailer and go ah there's five okay we're good uh,
1: they know about one more day
0: yes they know um, One More Day. They know, they know a lot of what happens, potentially happens, right. to various characters. So I, I, there was a lot of knowledge going in, but not knowing what the movie was going to do with yeah.
1: it. I, I, said, I said let's take a half a step back to Far From Home. Uh, you Because know, basically that's right where this picks up.
0: Yeah, that, but, the time-wise, this movie literally begins at the end of Far From Home. So either- and th- this is also important, knowing when where this falls with Hawkeye. Right. That means this definitely happens before Hawkeye. Right. Because we know it's not Christmas anyway. Right. Um, and also because of what's going on with the Statue of Liberty, we know it happens before Hawkeye because Yelena mentions visiting with with the Shield.
1: Right. And, and, and here's the thing, and um, Peter is completely screwed at this point. There, there is no way. I, and I would say this, that Mysterio laid out his plan so well that Peter had no way of discrediting him at all. Right. And so, and I think this is like, and I wasn't sure if this was going to be about Peter trying to discredit uh, Mysterio.
0: And, and trying to say it's not me.
1: And say it's not me. Like you know, this was you no. Know, but Peter the,
0: just accepted it. He's like, okay, it happened.
1: You know, but he did. And the the fact that Stark took a hit, um, everybody around Peter took a hit. Like five minutes the, into the this, everything's is, gone to crap. They
0: they went after Stark Tech immediately because of you know everything involved in it, and because Peter's involved with Stark. Um. However, they did not go back backtrack to the fact that Mysterio had worked for Stark. no like they didn't they didn't even like no research done. this is it right. Let the mudslinging begin like- and, and,
1: and you know, the thing is so that that's pretty much a fairly realistic it is you know, <laughs> Absolutely. I mean in like the the one where Peter comes down to save MJ and the one woman attacks well, attacks MJ mm-hmm. and Peter pushes her away. He hit me. Yeah. He, Spider-Man hit me and I'm like, <laughs> you attacked, you know, but, you know, and the thing was like by the time he got home, everything gone to crap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everything. You know, and I'm sitting there like, I, I was literally sitting there 10, 15 minutes into, into this like, d- I can't see this be about discrediting what, Mysterio did.
0: Well, we so, knew from the trailer, though. We right. knew that he wanted to reverse it. Right. What, however, that could happen, he wanted to reverse it.
2: Right. And, and I do like that, because um, from the trailer they don't tell you this, but he didn't. He's not trying to reverse it just because his life is messed up. Right. No. He, what really did it was the fact that his friends could not move forward with their lives because of this. Right.
0: That they were hey, right. exactly, punished
2: yeah. being
3: punished for just knowing
0: him. Right. If it if it had just been affecting him, he would have just sucked it up and dealt with it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that seems kind of obvious there. Like it, it. But it was it was because, you know, they all wanted to go to MIT and the letters specifically said because, because of recent events.
1: <laughs> I mean, this was all over a matter of months because this wasn't just, you no know, 15 minutes. In, oh, my life is crap. It was like you obviously could see as you're watching this. This is over a period of time. Yeah. You know,
0: and it doesn't go away.
1: It doesn't go away. I mean, although he's a
2: a huge celebrity
1: at school now. Yeah. You know. mm-hmm.
0: That was ridiculous.
2: That was, that well, was early on, uh, um, right at the beginning, we do get our first cameo from another character.
4: hmm mm-hmm. And this one, it,
2: um, he he has a lawyer to help him out, a uh, uh, Mr. Matt Murdoch. And in case you didn't realize, he is actually he is still Daredevil. The brick comes flying through the window. <laughs>
0: Because he's a really good lawyer. But yeah.
1: Don told me. <laughs> Don told me that they did teach you that in law school.
0: Oh, yeah, there was a training course. And yeah. I'm
1: sorry, I almost broke your hand, honey.
0: Yeah, I, Kylan and I. Okay, so usually at the beginning of movies, Kylan and I hold hands, but um, it's hokey, sure. But we get to the scene and Matt is on screen and Kylan literally crushes my hand because he's so excited, and I pulled my, I had to rip my hand away from him.
1: Like I just like I I don't even know honestly it it was just it was just this reaction like I'm sitting there and
0: all of a sudden Matt's on screen and then it was like oh basically he he like he tightens his grip because he can't scream like he, just, like, well, he wants to
2: scream. the really cool part is if you actually looked at him there he was wearing the same costume that he would wear in the mar- in the series on Netflix it wasn't a Marvel Marvel reimagining of what he would look like with the same yeah. actor
0: suit that's matt's suit he doesn't yes. have many suits and the glasses right. and all of it
1: which do, do we want to talk about hawkeye now or what about what happened at the end of of episode five well, we
0: basically know that netflix daredevil to some degree is canon in some way right yeah because we now have the same people <clears throat> playing the same characters mm-hmm. we have vincent d'onofrio as kingpin in hawkeye we have um charlie cox as matt murdoch in spider-man We don't know what Daredevil is going to look like. We don't know what's happening with Daredevil down the road. Just the fact that Matt turned up, though, opens the door for a future, because we know there's going to be three more movies with Spidey, uh, at least, with Mm -hmm. a future Daredevil-Spidey team-up, which is something that has happened in the comics. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And it also, just the fact that Matt Murdock is now in the universe, it basically lets him hop over for when we get the echo tv series mm-hmm. because echo really is a daredevil character right um so i think we'll get more kingpin with her series as well and yeah. then there's no reason matt won't show up and that's right. that's probably where we're going to get there well
2: the cool thing is because i mean this is kind of jumping to the end but where we get at the end of this movie um it brings spider-man back down to a street level hero Yes. Mm-hmm. So that's exactly the realm that the Netflix series is, were in. With exactly. Daredevil, with Jessica Jones, with um, all of them. Okay. Okay. Power Man and uh, Iron Fist. All those guys are all street-level heroes. Is right where Spider-Man right. is supposed to be. Right. Right. So it's like now right. it, it yeah. just we just added a, a whole new realm of what we could do with these movies, and they don't have to be these ginormously huge threats.
1: Yes, exactly. And and the thing is, th- this is where... Marvel followed through on their promise. This is something like a lot of companies will promise something. You're like, uh, okay, I'll believe when I see it. Twice within a week, they followed through on their promise that you will see these characters again. But they added to it because I'm thinking eventually I'm going to see these characters, but maybe I'm just not going to see them in this form. Mm -hmm. But we have these characters in the uh, form of the actors that portrayed Well, um,
0: and we know Marvel, Marvel prefers to not recast. Right. Um, Especially with, especially the the majority, like 98% of MCU, mm-hmm. they prefer to not recast. We, right. have, we have the War Machine recasting that happened for various reasons. Right. That kind of thing. But they prefer to not recast. So the fact that they are taking what they had said that might not be canon Netflix shows, and they're like... No, they did a good job. We're keeping them. Right. Um, and, and by the way, this little instance of Matt representing Spidey, well, Peter, um, it actually did happen in the comics. Yeah. Um, that uh, in, in Amazing Spider-Man, Matt Murdock was Peter Parker's lawyer, but, but he didn't get him out of jail time. So he didn't do a good job. <laughs> so as much as, he, as much as he says he's a very good lawyer, um, maybe not. Oh, oh and,
1: and here's the other thing. Uh, in that other Daredevil movie, the one we don't like to talk about, we don't like to talk about, uh, we did have that, that version of Foggy in the same, sitting across from Daredevil. That's true. You know, so, so yeah, so the, I thought that was kind of fun too. So
0: that, that was, and, and again, that's a cameo that, okay, we knew last week, the week before Kevin Feige said, when it happens, it will be Charlie Cox. That's what Kevin Feige. So we knew if it was happening, we were getting Charlie. Yeah. Um, But Charlie denied being in the movie. Well, okay. From when the trailer came out, there was a whole thing about, is that Charlie Cox's forearm? Uh, (laughs) If you remember, in the trailer, when Peter was first arrested, someone was questioning him. And there was a guy with white sleeves rolled up. Mm -hmm. And Charlie said that wasn't his forearm. He never said he wasn't in the movie. See, uh, here's the thing. (laughs) He could
1: now. This is a half truth, but he could have said, "That's not my forearm. That's Matt Murdock's forearm."
0: <laughs> I'm just <laughs> but saying. But still, it wasn't. It wasn't his forearm. It, still, that that scene that was not him. So, so he you know.
1: There just <laughs> and I'm going to say this a few times. There was a lot of lying going on, <laughs> a lot of lying. Oh, we'll
0: get to the bigger lies. In yeah.
2: yeah. So, okay. Well, yeah. one more thing on this with Charlie Cox and not them not recasting. That means there's a chance we could see the actors who played the, in the mutant ser- movies showing up the MCU.
0: That's a possibility. That's
2: a possibility. Oh, yeah. So. And
0: the, but- the other, the other thing is though, those mutant movies could be a different universe. And therefore, having different actors would work because, as we know from what happens with the Spideys, mm-hmm. different actors. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we're
2: going to um, – we need to move into the, some of that stuff now anyway. Yes. Mm-hmm. So we do know that the Sinister Six or Five, as in this case, are the all of the original actors that played them were in this.
0: Yes. Right. And, interestingly, um, it is in the comics – there, uh, this follows more of what is called the ultimate six in the comics, mm-hmm. um, from the ultimate Spider-Man series. And there were five of them and they actually recruited Peter to help them with something to make a six. Right. So this basically reflects that comic, mm-hmm. Okay. um, the ultimate six. But at the same time, if you take the five and then you consider our mid-credit scene and who that is, you get the Sinister Six.
2: Right. Yeah, but it's kind of funny. Well, we'll get to the mid-credit scene because yeah. it's like, that was a – here you go. Nope, we're taking that away.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was so disappointing. Um, but, but yeah, so we do get uh, – we, we get kind of awesome appearances of all these villains. Yes. That, the, the villains we know and love from Spider-Man and Amazing Spider-Man mm-hmm. movies. Um, I actually still need to see the original Amazing
2: Spider-Man. I've not seen that one yet. I've seen Amazing Spider-Man two.
0: Okay, see, we purposely actually we purposely watched those. Um, before I'd never seen the Andrew Garfield ones, Mm. and so we we purposely went ahead and watched them. Yeah, um, Mm. I have to actually get them because you
2: can't stream them anywhere yet.
0: Well, uh, yeah, they're because the the Amazing we got on. Um, we had to record. Yeah, we had to record. We had to DVR that. But um, Amazing Two was a- is actually on demand right now, yeah. So we were able to watch. Oh, ah, okay. Um, but yeah, they're not they aren't streaming. They're just if you if you've got the the other services. But um, but yeah, getting getting all the characters – I was I was really glad to have watched those mm-hmm. so that I had the background, especially for Electro, because he's not a character I knew much about, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that, and that was the, the character types they're still the same. Mm -hmm. Like they kept them this. They didn't, they didn't try and change them at all. They kept their character type. They kept their motivations. These are the characters out of
2: those movies.
0: Right. And they kept like the machines they were looking for. Mm -hmm. And like, like Doc Ock was like so concerned that he didn't have the power of the sun. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was awesome. And then he was like, by the end, when he gets like the, sees the arc reactor, yeah, he's like, like mm-hmm. off of my hand? Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, we kind of skipped over right b- before that of what was the MacGuffin that set this all off? Cause um, we talked about it a little bit, but um, one thing that I wanted to point out that um, was a kind of little tidbit that got dropped in there that we found out Doctor Strange is no longer the Sorcerer Supreme.
0: Yes. That's, um, <laughs> I thought that was
2: Via awesome. technicality.
0: <laughs> Due to a technicality because Wong survived the blip and, and and Strange did not. Strange was snapped out for five years and so someone had to be Sorcerer Supreme. <laughs> and so Wong was there. Right. And, and technically, there's no reason why Wong couldn't be. He's got more studies. I mean, he, right. was, yeah. he was well studied in this before Strange showed up. Right. So, but you also, know, it
3: does fit. As I said, with Wong, now we understand why. In his free time, he does
0: Fight Club. Well, yeah, and, and he goes and, you know, brings people in and out of those worlds. Because, right. like, apparently he's traveling all the time. Right. <laughs> he's, he's a, he does, like, the administrative side of Sorcerer Supreme. He's keeping track of well, people. Cause,
1: well, cause, <laughs> w- Wong is a lot more practical than Steve. He is.
0: He is. He is. He's much more organized. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But interestingly, in the trailer, Wong told told Strange not to do the spell. Right. In the movie, he did not. No. He I'm, told him to be careful.
2: Yeah, I think that, that some of that might have been not a change. That was the editors on the, um, on the trailer taking dialogue from different parts and splicing it together. <laughs>
0: Well, I mean that I I think they did I mean they do it on purpose. They yeah. they wanted you to think that Strange wasn't supposed to do it. And that got people thinking that maybe it wasn't strange. That Strange had been taken over by someone and why was he not concerned that there was snow inside the Sanctum santorum And, <laughs> and they they start
1: that whole crap with Mephisto again. Look yeah. people don't if I don't mention I don't want to hear Mephisto's <laughs> name
0: between now. <laughs> and and, and Multiverse of Madness. I want to hear it. Marvelize and just wait till it like, gets yeah. cleared up. That's all you have to do. Yes. Um, the other one is, who
2: are those two people that were shoveling in the room there? Do we know them from elsewhere? Are they just two random people? No.
0: They're they're new and they are um potentially like acolytes or intern kind of things um with, <laughs> within the Sanctum.
2: Yeah, they also, they looked kind of just out of it. Like they were uh, brainwashed or something.
0: They're probably just No, exhausted. no. No, 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 they're no. students. They're they're just like they're just students of, of the art. So um, th- there was there was speculation about one of them being recognizable from the comics potentially, mm-hmm. but they didn't. It, they're essentially not important in that role. Basically.
1: They 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 they're basically they're stuck doing the grunt, they're work, doing that, the grunt
0: work. Yeah, exactly. Any, anyone who's who's learning their art or whatever does all the crap. So they're yeah. doing the crap. They're shoveling the snow. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but get a leaf blower or something. Get it all off everything. Uh, <laughs> but it <laughs> teaches them patience. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> teaches them patience. Um, but basically, we know that Strange agrees to do the spell. And Peter being Peter, we know Peter is, number one, always awkward. Regardless of the instance, Peter's awkward. Mm-hmm. And Peter's a teenager. Peter does not think things through. No, he does and not. And he says, I want everyone to forget me. And Strange is like, okay, no problem. We'll have everyone forget you. And then he's like, oh, wait, everyone? Oh, wait, wait. I can't have MJ. I can't have Aunt May. I can't have ne- Ned. I
2: can't. <laughs> well, in Peter's defense, a little bit, Strange jumped really fast into casting that spell.
0: Well, because he wanted to get it done, he just wanted it over with. But he's like, okay, know? we're going to do this. Right. Let's do
2: it. Like, 30 seconds later, he's in the middle of casting this giant spell. It's like, well, wait a minute.
0: But then, of course, you know, P- Peter has to put all this in, and and Strange is like, don't d- stop adding to it. Stop. Stop. Stop making me pull things out. Stop! You know, so he's the frustrated um, sorcerer and uh, you can't blame him at that point. I'm just right. like, I was sitting there watching that going, shut up, Peter. Shut up. <laughs> but you knew it had to happen.
1: <laughs> but what
0: about. I, I, and
1: I'm like, dude, just.
0: But I like the way. They did it and then, you know, there was a problem and he had to, Strange had to contain it somehow. So he had mm-hmm. this, he had basically, he had a magic box, mm-hmm. put, put the problem in a magic box. It kind of, it kind of works for a lot of storylines, put, put the problem in a box, um,
2: works on Dr. Who. It does. It works <laughs> on a lot of things. <laughs> no, put no, no. Dr. Who, you just put it in a watch.
0: Well, you, you put the doctor in a box in Dr. Who. Right. The whole Pandorica. That was, the, that was the prison <laughs> for the doctor. Mm. Uh, he was the problem. But, um. <laughs> But yeah, so, so he has this in the box and all he has to do is press the button and everything's fine. And, and then, then, yeah. (laughs) So, so Peter basically tries to go to fix the MIT problem. He's trying to, everything seems okay. It seems seems okay. okay. And so he got, he goes to try to fix the MIT problem and, um, and then Doc Ock shows up and, and Peter doesn't know who the hell this guy is. Mm -hmm. And then Doc Ock discovers he doesn't know who the hell this guy is. (laughs) Well, in that scene, I, I thought, no way
3: home. I seriously expected this Peter to die. Okay. With kind of the way that it was kind of feeling, I expected him to end up dying. Well,
0: not knowing there's going to be three more movies, but... Uh, <laughs> it's
2: comic book movies. You don't have to stay dead.
0: <laughs> exactly. Well, um, but no, with everything else that's gone on with Endgame and stuff and, and the snap, they were. I don't think... There was no way they were going to kill him.
2: Yeah. No. Um,
0: but the... So you know we get him, and then we we get a very brief glimpse of Goblin. Yeah. Um. So so Peter. And they, is you notice is very they cute.
2: very very rapidly got rid of that early Goblin costume. Yes. Yeah.
0: They did, but they well, it's interesting because it it made sense that they got rid of the costume because in its entirety that doesn't exist in this universe.
1: No. Yeah.
0: And. OsCorp. The the thing that got Norman osborne was that OsCorp does not exist in this universe. Mm -hmm. So he doesn't understand. Like he's having mental issues anyway. Right. Like the whole voices in his head thing was a separate thing with Goblin. But Mm -hmm. he's also obviously having some serious issues. Right. Um. And he doesn't understand any of it. No. No. So you know, once we do see what's going on with Goblin, none of it. Kind of makes sense to him or anyone else at that point. No, so him destroying the mask kind of made sense. Right. Um, but we end up getting a bit more more like
1: hobgoblin,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which I was good. I was good with that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know. And uh, the other thing though, this brings up is the fact that it takes out one theory that people have been talking about as to who bought Avengers Tower. Because it's no longer – Oscorp is not an option because it doesn't exist.
2: Yeah, because Norman so, Osborn doesn't – there is no Norman Osborn in this universe. Yeah, Exactly.
0: And that, that was one of the theories was that, that people were saying it was Oscorp and that's how they were bringing it in. And the the, the more recent theory is that Kingpin bought it. So we'll see what happens. No,
1: Kingpin <laughs> I, – I'm telling you right now. I think Reed Richards bought it.
0: I don't think he did because we're not getting Fantastic Four for many years.
2: Mm. So, that doesn't matter though. Anyway, they, they just don't show the Avengers Tower tower till we get there.
0: Exactly. We're not. They're, they're not showing it at all. We don't know who bought it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you get basically you get all these other universe villains finally showing up, mm-hmm. and Peter's able if Peter's able to get to them, he can get them into essentially the prison in the in the basement of the Sanctum,
4: right. Mm-hmm.
0: Once he starts to do this, and then Dr. Strange explains to him what has to happen, and that um, they're all going to die, Peter's like, what? Wait, well, no, no, what? no.
2: <laughs> Dr. Strange doesn't say they're going to die. He said they're going to meet their fate. If they're supposed to die, they'll die. If they're not supposed to die, then they're not supposed to, they're not going to.
0: Well, no, he does, he does tell them they'll die. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then Peter gets upset, and then Dr. Strange says that's their fate. Like, this is meant to happen this way. As usual, Peter doesn't listen to Doctor Strange because, you know, why would you listen to the guy who knows everything about this? Um, and, and you're a teenager and you know. But if you notice that's that's Peter's character is to not kill if he can help it. Right. Yeah. Not kill, not have anyone end up dead on his watch if he can help it. Um and this realization was just was too much for him to have on his conscience. Right. Basically. So that's when he kind of went up against doctor strange which was a great a fantastic fight it, it took you back to the doctor strange movies
2: mm-hmm, you did this you is know, definitely the not movie. the not a fight anybody expected in this movie either
0: no no there was a brief brief glimpse in the trailer but you there it went on for so long mm-hmm. and it was so good yeah and and the fact that peter started thinking during the fight and realized that math could stop magic. Yeah, science could <laughs> stop magic. <laughs> he was just like, but it's math. <laughs> that was so fantastic. Yeah. Um, but the uh which I didn't realize apparently when um Strange pushes him pushes Peter out of Spidey's body mm-hmm. that's actually from the comics. I didn't know there was a point in the comics where Strange actually had Peter out of his body. Ah. Um so that was kind of interesting to find out. Right. But that whole thing where where Spidey where he was still controlling Spidey somehow <laughs> and Doctor Strange could not figure that out. Right. <laughs> that was kind of amazing. But honestly I think that goes back to his Peter Tingle. Right. I think that that has something to do with it that that the the Spidey thing itself is an entity mm-hmm. that can save itself in some way. Right. Um that's not all Peter. Right. So um so yeah, so we have all these contained villains. And, and Peter being the good boy that he is wants to help everyone because he's been raised by aunt may to, to know that there's good in everybody Mm -hmm. and be sympathetic and empathetic. And, and, you know, you, you have to be able to turn these people around and we know this won't work, but we're watching anyway. (laughs) And we're rooting for him.
1: (laughs) I, and I, I was telling, I was telling Donna, I said, see, that's just proof that I, I, if it was me, I would have been like, you know what? I agree with Doctor Strange. Just press the button. <laughs> just, just press the button. You know, it is what it is. Uh, I, I, I know. Mind you, that would mean that we don't have a movie at that point. But. The thing
0: is, interestingly, if you think about what happened, like with Endgame, when they had to time travel mm-hmm. and they couldn't change th- certain events,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Peter obviously doesn't know what happened to bring people back. Right. Because if he did, he would have realized he couldn't change events in universes and times, right? And have everything be fine, right? Um, but he does find a way eventually. Obviously, that's why we we have a redemption in the movie. But as it's happening at first, when he's got them all at the apartment or the condo,
4: mm-hmm.
0: um, it 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 went well with Doc Ock, mm-hmm. and and then Goblin took over. Yes. <laughs> it, because Peter doesn't know the Green goblin Peter doesn't know Osborne or the Green Goblin and no. he does not know that the problems he's having mentally are different from the whole thing with the villain side of him right and he doesn't know that the villain just comes out and takes over mm-hmm. so that was part of it right there right um and I don't know I think I think it worked really well because it was like osborne was essentially convincing electro and sandman that they didn't have to do this
4: right
0: yeah peter's
2: had to deal peter's this peter has never had to deal with someone with a true actual split personality right right
0: and and he also hasn't had to deal so much with ones who were almost truly evil right yeah these, these these villains are kind of worse in the original movies Mm -hmm. than, than they have been for what Peter has faced in his movies. Right. Um, aside from someone like Thanos or something, but, Mm -hmm. um, but that wasn't just Peter dealing with it. Right. Right. right, Exactly. So, um, Electro never really wanted to go along with it anyway. No, he was, because Max was a nobody in, in Amazing Spider-Man 2. Like, Max was... A, he, he started as a nobody, and he liked being somebody. Electro made him somebody. hmm And that was kind of his whole point. He wanted to be somebody. Right. Um, so by by the end, by the time you get his redemption, they've convinced him that he is somebody, even without it, even with it under control. Right. Um, but yeah, so we have a, a massive problem, and a massive fight, and a massive everyone-gets-injured thing, and all the villains escape, and... Um, and and then we get a scene that we had not had in the Spider Man series in the MCU series mm-hmm. that we knew we weren't going to get because there was no Uncle Ben.
2: Yeah.
0: Right. Um, Which was interesting because
2: until that point I hadn't really I hadn't thought about it. There was no tra- tragedy for Spider Man to grow grow from
3: from this one yeah. exactly cuz th-
2: cuz in the history of Spider-Man no matter who tells the origin when where some type of tragedy happens that causes him to decide mm-hmm. to make the world a better place
0: Exactly in the MCU we never got that real origin story we just got the spider bite Right um and from there he just learned how to use what was given to him from that mm-hmm. and help people and right. save people right. And that was that was Aunt May's doing in terms of him wanting to save people Right But he had no, no kind of like base feeling for it, you know, based on like, as we know what happened with Uncle Ben and he feels he caused it in in the comics and the other movies, that kind of thing. So Mm -hmm. um, we didn't have an Uncle Ben, so we didn't think we were getting that kind of thing. And then everything happens and uh, he's facing off against Green Goblin and Goblin just shoots his glider out and it hits May. Mm hmm. And as soon as it hit May, I knew that was it. Like, and she's acting like nothing happened. Peter doesn't realize what happened. And as they're talking in that, and then May collapses and he realizes what's happening. And then we get, then we get Peter wanting revenge because May has died. And right before she dies, we get the line that has also not been in the MCU to this point. Um, But we get the proper comic book version. So right. many people screw up the line and, and make it with great power comes great responsibility, but that's not the actual line that Stan Lee wrote. Right. Um, it is with great power. There must also come great responsibility, which means the person having the power has to make sure they're being responsible with what they're doing. Right. Not just that because you have the power, it comes automatically. Right. Um, so, so we get that from Aunt May at the end and, it doesn't it doesn't really hit Peter at first because of course he's got sadness, he's got grief, he's got rage. Mm-hmm. Um and then Peter disappears because of it for for a little bit. Right. Um and then that that's when Ned and MJ are searching for him. Right. Yeah. And and they're at Ned's grandma's house, his Lola, his Lola's house. <laughs> She's wonderful.
4: Um <laughs> and uh
0: and and Ned has Ned, Ned took Doctor Strange's ring okay and we know this is the ring that helps him open portals yeah it's a sling ring uh, yeah. which which he can do without now i mean we know dr strange can actually do these things without having the ring right um but ned had no idea N- ned claimed there was some kind of magic in his family and maybe he could be a sorcerer one day mm-hmm. he had talked to strange about it and strange is like no go away mm-hmm. um and so they finally start talking and and they they Ned moves his hand and MJ notices this spark and she's like, what'd you do? Do that again. Mm-hmm. And he realizes he can open portals and she's like, well, we should find Peter. Mm-hmm. So he opens a, P- a portal and says, you know, find Peter Parker. And there's Peter in a suit in the mm-hmm. portal. And he comes through and it's like, th- that's not, that's not the suit. That's nope. not, it's not the MCU suit. No, but no. let me tell you, the crowd that has seen the movies cheers when this suit appears yes
1: yeah because you know that suit
0: <laughs> if you've seen the movie you know the suit because every movie has a different suit so we know the suits based mm-hmm. on who's in them and all that um so we get andrew garfield's amazing spider-man right walking through that portal the net, net and mj are confused spidey's confused mm-hmm. um but spidey is nice enough to clear the cobwebs out of the corner <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, MJ makes him prove himself And apparently just sticking one hand to the the ceiling Wasn't proof enough and he had to crawl across the ceiling Right Um, MJ just very you know she's making sure Uh, So yes after Many months of Andrew Garfield Saying I'm not in this Andrew Garfield's in it (laughs) More lies (laughs) And then After all this okay we have to try We have to see if we can still get Peter You can do this again try again open another portal So he does and in walks another Peter Parker. It is Tobey Maguire who also, for months, has said he's not in the
2: movie. <laughs> more lies. Something I hadn't noticed before, though, it, once you see all three of the Peter Parkers together on this, I think Andrew Garfield has the more the closer look to the classic comic book Peter Parker.
0: No, actually, I think Tom Holland has the look up
2: um, to with the character I think, in the, I think, the Peter Parker I think, look in the comics.
0: Yeah, I think Andrew Garfield's hair is too big. Well, th- um, other than the hair there, but he
2: had the darker hair, he's taller.
0: Yeah, he's too skinny, though. Yeah,
2: he's super um, skinny.
0: See, th- this is the thing. Kylan and I talked about it after the movies. Tobey Maguire played the best Peter Parker. He was not a good Spider-Man. Andrew Garfield was a great Spider-Man, not a great Peter Parker because he was too cool for Peter. Yeah, um, and you'll, you'll and, and you'll get it when and you see the movies. Tom Holland is the best of both yeah tom holland has been the best combination because he's Mm. he's well he's more teenage anyway than the other two and and he's got the awkwardness plus the smart ass spideyness right he's he's the best combination right um but we do get and the funny thing is he toby mcguire comes through as peter parker because um he he actually makes a comment saying well i don't go around walking around in my in my spidey suit all the time why would i do that that
1: that would defeat the (laughs) purpose
0: secret identity you know (laughs) So, and you
1: know i have to admit i did I, I did like the whole thing like so do you have something to fight in or are you going for the cool youth pastor? youth you pastor, pastor look. look
0: i i had to I, I had to laugh out loud because that that was it he did he did look like a youth pastor he
1: he did he um, had the cool youth pastor. but this going.
0: okay now that we have them they go and they finally do find oh. our peter right <laughs> our peter uh, P- Spidey number one, they find Spidey one, um, and uh, basically they 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 divulge stuff that's happened to them since the mo- since what we saw in the movies, mm-hmm. um, which you know everything seems pretty good with Tobey Maguire Spidey, mm-hmm. um, despite everything that happened, he seems to have like moved on and and he's living his life. Andrew Garfield's is not his is pretty dark. Yeah, his is actually after Spidey two, uh, Amazing Spider Man two. Uh he he has had a very difficult time and he's in a dark place.
1: Apparently he's gotten very brutal.
0: Yeah. Which was a, kind of an interesting spin to give it because you always just presume that Spidey's gonna be okay. Right. Um so to have basically said after that movie, because of that that's the movie where um where Gwen Stacy dies and he ba- he caused the death of Gwen. He right. he basically broke her back. Um but he couldn't find another way to save her. Right. And because of that, he went to a very dark place, and that's where he is. so, um, but with them talking and telling this Peter what happened to their uncle Ben, mm-hmm. what happened with their aunt May, what happened with their girlfriends, um, it kind of brings Peter out of it to realize, you know it, it's not it's not a vengeance thing. You shouldn't let the rage control you right. Uh, we have to work together to do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's a pretty big moment there on the roof with the three of them. It is. Uh, it was.
1: Uh, it, it was one of those moments that it was pretty emotional too, uh, because you get to see the wisdom of Toby yeah. McGuire's par- Peter Parker, the experience from uh, Andrew Garfield, and how those two guys work together as like almost like older brothers. Yeah. For.
0: They're the same time. guy, but, but there's definitely an older brother thing going on. Um, and so they, they go to, they go to, a, they go to the lab to figure all this out. So they're all doing their sciencey stuff cause they're all Peter. So they're all doing their yeah. sciencey stuff. <laughs> and like the one point where Ned calls Peter and they all look and they're what? like, Peter Parker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but but the funny part is if you have ever seen the meme of three spider-men dressed up just pointing at each other yeah. that lab is where you get it because they start pointing at each other as they're in the lab they're right not in costume but they do the whole meme right in that you. lab point awesome. at you no
1: pointing at you <laughs> yeah
0: like you 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 no, me me you no, um yeah so that's kind of awesome um the, the, that's one of the more satisfying moments, honestly. I have yeah, to it is, that one, And then when they're all on the tower, when you see the three three of them on screen at the same time swinging, yes, very satisfying moment. Yes. Um. So they do figure out how to how to take care of things and how to how to get these villains cured, right? And they they do kind of cure a couple they of do them cure, and, yeah. and and uh, power down Electro and that kind of. By the way, let's just say. The way they got Electro's classic look in there was awesome. That was cool. Well, also having to give him a ridiculous looking mask. Yeah, they just had it flash on with the electricity. Mm -hmm. Well,
2: the cool thing also when um, they uh, they show because the MCU is such a different universe than these other ones, the things like an arc reactor exist that Electro could be powered forever with an arc reactor. Yes, Yes.
0: exactly, exactly. So they basically it's given us ways of being able to control these villains that those mm. universes don't have right simple um and then there is the issue that little plot hole with electro because um if all these villains that came through came through because they knew peter parker electro never knew spidey was peter parker right so there there's a little tiny plot hole right there mm-hmm. but um we look past it because it right. still worked out well. right <laughs> Uh, Uh, But and then and then we get to we do get the big Statue of Liberty thing. We get to see that they are turning um, the torch into Cap's shield, Mm
4: -hmm.
0: which we had referenced from Yelena in Hawkeye. Mm -hmm. Um, So we know that's still happening after the fact because it has to have been finished for her to want to visit. Right. So even after all this fighting happens, the the shield's going back up.
4: Right. So
0: (laughs) because that shield comes down, Mm -hmm. uh, no surprise when there's when there was ever a fight at a at a monument, mm-hmm. things are gonna break and it's right. spider-man so things are gonna break. Um, but we get all three of them basically not knowing what the hell they're doing at first right and then coming together to realize they can work together and figure this out and MCU Peter is the one who explains it to them because he's been part of a team right and they're they're just like, oh really and they're like, yeah, I was' an, I, I'm an avenger and they're like, a what? That's <laughs> oh, cool.
1: What's an adventure? <laughs> What's an adventure?
0: Isn't it a yeah. band?
1: Were you in w- a band?
2: That was another interesting thing to find out that um, even though you don't see him in the other movies, there are no other heroes in those other universes.
0: Exactly. Right. Exactly. So those it's, those are just Spidey verses. Right. Um, there, there's no event. They've never worked in a team. They've never had team ups. They've never no. nothing like that. So then you know uh, MCU spidey is just kind of explaining okay this is what we do Mm -hmm. i'm spidey one you're spidey two you're spidey three we just call out to each other we figure this out we get the antidotes where we need to have them and bring the bring the villains to them um so yeah so we get all that sorted out Mm -hmm. um one of the other most satisfying moments in the movie was probably spidey three andrew garfield redeeming himself by saving mj
1: yeah that was uh yeah, that 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 was huge. Um, he needed that. Um, and oh, side note, we get MJ's name. Uh, it's not and it's not Mary Jane. So I. I
0: but it is Michelle Jones Watson.
1: Yeah, Michelle you Jones. You get
0: MJ Watson. You yeah. still get the proper last name. So,
1: which I thought was cool that yes. they did that. But, um, he, you know, the thing is, so Toby didn't need redemption. He no. he was in a good place. He was having a good life. Yeah. Um, I, I was hoping that, that Andrew, Andrew's Peter would get that redemption. He, yeah. he, that was something that he needed cause he had no way of coming back from that. Right. Um, he got that, you know, well, and,
2: um. I say the Tobey Maguire one. He didn't need redemption, but you can see he did have regrets in his life, because yeah. you can see how much it, um, how fantastic it was for him to be able to save Norman Osborne and um, yeah. Doc Ock, right? Because you can see that Absolutely. that was was probably some of his greatest regrets that the, these guys had died fighting him.
0: And that and that kind of takes it back to Peter's character. Regardless right. of the universe, Peter did not want people to die. No, that kind of reinforces that that he he really didn't want that to happen. And the other thing, yeah you, ha- you have to mention the back joke. Um with, <laughs> with Spidey 3 cracking Spidey 2's back because it's stiff and sore. Right. Because Spidey 2, Toby Maguire always had crap going on with his back in the movies. Uh-huh. If you remember, um was it the second one mm-hmm. when he is finally getting back to being Spider-Man again and he leaps off the building and falls flat on his back and gets up and goes, Oh my back. Yes. He's always, yes. Having, ah. he's always having back problems. So it was really funny that, you know, the other Spidey cracked his back and he felt better. Yeah. And then and then at the end, we're we're getting people back to where they should be. We're getting the villains healed. Um Except, of course, for for uh, Norman Osborn, who always you knew he was going to be the last one. Mm-hmm. Um, And and he ends up stabbing Spidey in the back In the back. <laughs> and I was just like, is it? Oh, it, it's OK. I've been stabbed before. But I mean, that was he was kind of having a, a save everybody moment anyway. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he's been stabbed before. He's obviously in pain, but he's going to survive. So we're good. Are you in pain? <laughs> I'm
1: in so much
4: pain.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so much um but then the the other major thing that happens even after we get this rectified with the villains is that the universe starts splitting apart yeah and strange is trying to hold it together and spidey has to talk to strange about this and like i can't he he tells him he can't hold it for long because there are literal tears in the fabric of reality. Yeah.
2: That's because there's an, Um, in an infinite world or universe, there are infinite people who actually know who Spider-Man is. And they're all coming
0: mm -hmm. here. (laughs) Right. And the interesting thing is now it happens very quickly, but there are some recognizable silhouettes that could potentially come through. And honestly, I, when I see this movie again, and especially when, we can stream it i'm going to pause and mm-hmm. look at all of them right right <laughs> um, yeah like some of the recognizable ones you can see craven the hunter you can see scorpion you see the classic rhino you even see black cat um and the thing is we already know that we're getting a craven the hunter movie mm-hmm. so you know he's obviously not in this universe maybe <laughs> right. he's, he's going to be he's a it's a sony movie anyway so right. um he'll be he'll be in the other universe somewhere but you do see a lot of those and um But with those cracks opening, finally, finally, Peter is convinced that he should do what he should have done all along. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And and, uh, the only way that things are going to be solved is literally for everyone to forget who Peter Parker is. Yeah. And so we've come back to the beginning where the spell has to be cast. Mm -hmm. He has to say goodbye to MJ and Ned because they will never know who he is. Right. Right um they will never know his existence none of that um and so that the spell is cast i mean it happens even doctor strange even says i won't even know who you are mm-hmm. um no one will know but the interesting thing to remember is no one remembers peter parker but they will remember spider-man right. so yeah. all the avengers will still know spider-man is an avenger they'll know right. he's part of it they just right. won't know who's under the mask right um which is good it takes him back to his secret identity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but so that that's basically what happens. He gets everyone to forget. Mm-hmm. Well, the um, interesting thing
2: also is um, this whole movie brings it. Like I said at the beginning, we were saying it brings it down to the neighborhood Spider-Man again, including yep. removing all the futuristic, crazy um, Iron Man tech. Yep. Yeah,
0: exactly. Um, because it was it was Peter who knew all the stuff, Peter, who had all the access. Mm -hmm. Um, so even happy is not going to, we know based on the cemetery scene, happy didn't know who he was at at first. It was almost like they, they delayed it long enough. They delayed anyone speaking long enough in the cemetery Mm -hmm. that for a second, you thought maybe happy recognizes him. Right. But no, there's nothing there. No, there's nothing. Um, yeah, so he has nothing now. He has to find his own crappy little apartment, which really takes you back to the beginnings of when uh, uh, of Peter and Spider Man as you know a growth thing. This is his growth. He's yeah. He's he's really become the man. He's become the Spider Man. Right. Um. Because he's not going to college. He can't get in anywhere. He's, there is no Peter Parker. He's got no records.
2: Well, that you uh, see which, the book in the that's in the box he has for he has to actually get his GED because he can't go back right. to school.
0: And, and here's the other thing. If, if there's no records of Peter Parker, how does he have credit to get an apartment? But that's another story.
2: Right. It's New York. You pay cash.
0: <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm thinking. It's a crappy apartment. So, um, but we do get the fact that he is he, not giving up on being Spider-Man. No. He's still all about helping people. And he's created his own costume. And at the very end, we get Peter donning the classic red and blue Yes. That was designed by Steve Ditko in Amazing Fantasy number 15. Mm-hmm.
1: And you know and there's Ditko all through. Yeah. The all, all through the movie. Oh, like yeah. you see it, you see the um like at the school you see it in the um uh, the graffiti. That's
0: one of the easter eggs. You get the Ditko graffiti and there's also what? G Kane graffiti. Oh. There's G Kane as well who was um Gil Kane, one of the legendary yes. artists and he's he actually gave us the death of Gwen Stacy.
1: Ah. Yes. So, oh, and on, on the truck, on one of the trucks, you see Ditko again. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: the truck that lizard stays in.
2: Yeah. Um, um, the one of my one of my favorite scenes. That was one of my favorite awkward scenes. Is the web shooter discussion?
0: <laughs> yes, it's the no, discussion that everyone has wanted to know for how long about where the webs come out. Yeah. <laughs> I and now and th-
1: that version of Peter. Now the thing was, Ultimate Peter Parker, that's how that his webs are organic, right? And they, and they come out of his wrist. And I thought, I'm like, okay, that was cool. And the inter- interesting thing was, they never, they didn't do that with or, with Tom Holland or with Andrew right. Garfield.
0: But they had to. do they come out anywhere else? Yeah. <laughs> <See>? <laughs> Somebody asked. Do they, they out come out everywhere? <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, though, if you think about it, though, it doesn't actually like. Yes, they're organic, and he makes them himself. Mm-hmm. But considering that's some kind of hole in his wrist, mm-hmm. it's not like they should come out other orifices. No, no, no. <laughs> you know, like I mean, you're a spider on your Sp- wrist. Well, although on on actual spiders, they do come out their butt, so there right. is that. But
1: <laughs> right. Right. You yeah. Know, but you know, he. Uh,
0: that was a great conversation. Right. Like just the fact that you had three of the exact same personalities talking to each other <laughs> was yeah. awesome.
2: But you yeah. still, yeah. it's <laughs> great because. All three of them, the actors, played it in such a different way that you got the same personality, but you got three different sides of that personality.
0: Well, and Mm. you got – they were different ages anyway. Right. like the the, the way they made the characters, Mm -hmm. they had them different ages. So you had different levels of maturity. Right. um, And experience. Right. So, yeah. So they they were the same but different. So that that made it really good. Mm -hmm. Um, I do want to mention like two Easter eggs because we know – that marvel always does this um there is uh when peter goes to talk to the head of admissions at mit Mm -hmm. um the car that she's in the license plate is 63 asm-3 this is a reference to amazing spider-man number three from 1963 which was the first appearance of doc ock Mm -hmm. you see the license plate you see the car and then a few minutes later you see doc ock yes so it kind of all fits together um, okay. And we got we got an Easter egg Stan Lee cameo. There is um there's a taxi cab at one point that's number 1228, mm-hmm. 1228 December twenty eighth Stan Lee's birthday.
2: Ah okay. Mm-hmm.
0: That's how we get the little cameo in there this time. Mm-hmm. Well,
2: one thing, other thing I wanted to mention about this before we get into the, um, and it's just gonna be a real quick for the other post credit scene, yes. but we did get something that Marvel has been teasing and couldn't figure out how to do since they've started the MCU. Cause since they started the MCU and decided they wanted to try to do television, we've always heard that they wanted to do a damage control series. Yes. Right. And we got damage control in this, ep- in this movie.
0: We did, and the funny thing is, I think so. So few people know what damage control is. Mm-hmm. And I only know no reaction because it, in the theater.
2: I only know because of knowing you guys and talking about the series coming. Right, right,
0: right. and and that's and that's who uh, essentially arrests Peter to begin with. Right, um, damage control, and and for those who don't know. It's basically the organization who cleans things up and fixes the buildings and does all the construction Mm -hmm. work and cleans up after the heroes have had their mega fight. So basically damage control is going to be coming in to work on Lady Liberty.
1: Right. (laughs) You see, there was damage control that came in in uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. But at that point, they were a private organization. Now they're the Department of Damage Control. They're government run. They're government government run run now. now.
0: Yeah. Now, in in the
1: in in the old marvel t s r Marvel superheroes game, it was treated to a certain degree like insurance so if mm-hmm. you were if you had enough resources, you could buy you could pay for damage control to repair any that right. you're responsible for for no buildings whatever but now they treat them more like no, it's a
0: governmental department. It's yeah. a
2: governmental department now, so so things no. will
0: never get fixed. Apparently, no. Yeah,
4: no. well,
2: when they first rolled up on the building after the battle with the Aunt May scene, a couple of those when I saw the logos on the door, I thought for a second we were seeing Shield, and then I saw DoDC yeah, on the side.
0: Yeah, because they have they have fairly you know patriotic logos, <laughs> right? So. um so yeah, although in Agents of Shield there was one point a few seasons uh, a few seasons in where damage control was mentioned.
2: Yeah, oh, that's right.
0: Max brother was gonna go work for them or something. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah, Marvel's been trying yeah. to get this on the screen somewhere for a long time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. I, I
0: think just having them come in in little blips works out though because it does. because of what they are. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> you know. And actually, if for a little bit,
1: if you if you guys are curious, you want more damage control, look up. Uh, word Burglar. He does a whole song about damage control. <laughs>
3: there you go. And,
1: and, and you're going to need to get a notepad because he does some deep dives uh, referencing cl- um, epic
2: battles and that sort of thing. But yeah. I've actually been listening to a lot of him this last week because um, I started listening to him before I went to go see Cybertronic Spree, wondering if he was going to be there. Nice. Yeah, I was. I, I I would like to see him again. So okay, you know.
0: we have we have to get to the the mid credit clip real quick. Yes,
2: right. Um, Where Marvel, now This is Marvel has fun with everybody on this one.
0: Yes. Mm. Now, first of all, you have to have seen the most recent Venom movie, let there be carnage to actually get this. Right. We have a friend who hadn't seen it and was very confused and Kylan had to talk to her about it. Yeah. Um, So that's number one. You have to know what's going on at the end of that movie Mm -hmm. to get the fact that, um, Eddie Brock is still in Mexico Mm -hmm. and (laughs) apparently enjoying himself, but getting details from the bartender about the universe he's now in Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. apparently is full of superheroes.
4: Yes. (laughs)
0: And a, and a big green guy who smashes things and and all this. Um, so I it, love
2: and I love that when they say Hulk, Hulk and then Venom's like and you thought whatever was a terrible name. Well, that
3: and the purple the purple alien that likes gems. Are yes, stones. yes.
2: Mm-hmm. He, he
0: likes stones.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Venom's making so, fun of um, all of these things as it's happening. <laughs>
0: so uh, we get all this and we're like, all right, Venom is still here, we're good. And then all of a sudden, he disappears. And so bartender is really mad because he hasn't paid for his drinks. Right. uh, (laughs) He disappears because that's what happened with the spell. um, And with, you know, pushing the button on that box, everyone who came through gets sent back.
2: And that also, that's weird because it's another one of those plot holes where he never knew Peter Parker was Spider-Man.
0: Well, see, the thing is, when he blipped in at the end of Let There Be Carnage, that's when they were revealing who, who, spider-man was
2: yeah but, but i don't think the blip knew, brought in him in sense, he he came in because no, of the spell
0: but he didn't come in because of the spell that's the whole point like he didn't know the existence of peter parker prior he, to the spell i tell you why i tell you why is because of loki because that's it, what i'm thinking Lo- loki may have brought him in but the spell sent him back because yeah. he knew peter parker
1: which at, is just at gonna, that point it's just gonna fracture things even more
0: yeah because they're, they're, the spell didn't bring him in
1: now, here's the other thing. The end of Loki and the end of WandaVision happened at the same time. Right. So Wanda doing her thing the, and then the, the, the timeline's getting fractured plus, uh, plus uh, Dr. Strange doing what he's doing. It that that's just it
2: at some point, Kylan, you got to take a picture of your whiteboard. I know you got a whiteboard that's trying to <laughs> piece this together.
1: I, it's all in my head, yeah, man. I don't have yeah, there's you know, no board big enough. You don't
0: want to be in that head. Um, <laughs> but the, the other thing is, even though he disappears, there's a little bit of symbiote left on the counter, yes, and it moves so it's not just some dead piece that flaked off of him at some point. No, 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 no. It, And It's interesting because. Venom himself is inside Eddie at the time. Like he hasn't, it's not like he came out or something right. during that scene. So there's a little blip that's left on the counter that obviously something bad is coming and it's going to be in the MCU. Mm-hmm. Cause that's where it was left.
2: Yeah. Right? That's Venom. That, or, that is Venom. It's just, we got to figure out, that's, Oh, it'll be one yeah. of the kids.
0: <laughs> that, that'll that be it. It could, I mean, you could end up with Spidey getting the black suit Venom from what happened in the cartoons. Because, I mean... But it, but it's in Mexico, that's the other thing. We gotta clear up, this is in Mexico, No one's in, none of the heroes and stuff are in Mexico. We gotta go find and see if there's any, like, Mexican villains that could be this.
3: Well, unless, well, uh, unless uh, the symbiote uh, 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 hijacks, the, hijacks
0: the bartender to take him to
3: where Spidey is.
0: That's true, I mean, it you could, could, could do that. I mean, the, the symbiote could easily get on a plane. Right. And that's not difficult. No. <laughs> and here's the other thing that was interesting, though, that potentially... The spell could have brought Eddie and Venom into the MCU for knowing Peter Parker, because even though they did not know him in their world, Mm -hmm. what we get at the end of Let There Be Carnage is Venom about to tell Eddie about the Hive Mind. Right. We have had Venom in other portions of these Spidey movies. We have had Venom in other places, other universes. And they knew Peter Parker. Right. So if you go back to a Hive Mind then venom does know peter parker he's just never seen him
1: right that's true too
0: and that, that's a bit of a deeper dive a deeper theory but that's how it could be explained if it came if he came through with the spell right yeah. well was it venom so
3: looking peter on the screen looking spider well
0: yeah but that's that's once he was in this world though yeah,
2: yeah. well no i think what she's pointing out is that it lo- it appears that venom knew who that was on the screen
0: well, not if he came from a different universe, because his he, Peter would have been different. Yeah,
1: yeah. His Peter was a uh, Holland's Peter, not Holland. Uh, Tobey Maguire. Um, Maguire's. Tobey Maguire's Peter. Yeah, so
0: so he wouldn't have known him for that. I mean, I just think I just think Venom gets attracted to young boys or something. I don't know.
2: <laughs> 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 Who can explain the symbiote? <laughs> yeah. So uh, we are running long, but there, there was a lot of there was more stuff in this movie than we've had in a Marvel movie in a very long time.
0: Yeah. True. Yeah. There was a lot. I I would say there was a lot more characters.
2: There was a lot more repercussions in this, I think, than uh, even like what Endgame had, because Endgame fixed a lot of stuff that was already there. This added so much to everything. This one was basically a kickoff movie. Right. Mm -hmm.
0: It really was. There was, but it was in the end. This movie, whether you are just a Marvel fan, MCU fan in general. Or especially if you're a Spider-Man fan, Mm -hmm. this movie was amazingly satisfying. Yes. Like there's no, there's no question why it's got such huge scores on like Rotten Tomatoes and all these other sites and critics are actually loving it. Like there is real potential for this movie to actually break the curse of getting nominated for some legit awards. Wow. uh, As opposed to just, you know, the, the effects awards. Right. Um, everyone is loving it kind of across the board it's been compared to Endgame in terms of quality and in terms of like you said the repercussions so mm-hmm. it's an incredibly satisfying movie to watch it and is another takeaway hey, by
2: far the best yeah huh? well another possible takeaway from this is no matter what universe in the infinitesimally large multiverse J. Jonah Jameson is the exact same in every one of them he looks exactly the same he talks it is the exact same person <laughs> Mm -hmm. because it wasn't anything about this that brought jk simmons playing this part no he is the jk simmons is um is in every universe he's a constant he
0: absolutely is you know
2: how doctor who has fixed points in time well j jonah jameson and jk simmons playing him (laughs) is a fixed person in that character that's
0: right. right absolutely absolutely
2: I think, out of all the casting, out of all the movies that have ever been adapted from comic books or t- movies or anything else, I think that is one of the greatest casting choices that was ever made.
0: Yeah, re- <laughs> yes. and the, and the thing is, it's almost one that that was like, who the hell? Like at the time they did it, who the hell is that? Mm-hmm. You know, like no, and now everyone knows who the hell it is. Like right.
2: <laughs> even if you went back to like the '80s cartoons, what I remember yes. of the voice of Jay Jonah Jameson had the same yep. cadence mm-hmm. as what he does. <laughs>
0: Yeah. yeah that's that's the crazy part. It's the voice. it's the look. It's the overall feel, like how he's captured the character. There right. is to no other person in the
2: entire world that could have done that role that way
0: right no, right
2: so but other than that, I think it is time to wrap this up. unfortunately. Yeah, all talked out there's gonna be mm-hmm. now you know there's plenty of stuff that we missed that everybody missed in this movie. And over the next couple of weeks, since people have some time off of work and stuff, and this movie gets watched 77,000 more times, it breaks even more because they're already looking at a two hundred, two $250 million opening weekend.
0: Yep. Wow. Which yeah. yep. is
2: a pre pandemic type of response. Yep. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It is. Okay. Um, they've already blown away the general. Preview night records, not the pandemic yep. preview night records. <laughs> so, this movie it has the chance of actually breaking the all time box office, is what they're talking about. Yeah. Right. So, um, we're going to see a lot more information come out about this and what we saw and what we didn't see in the next couple of weeks. So, this is not going to be probably the last time we talk about this film.
4: <laughs> no. Right.
2: No. Nope. So, but Geeksters. What did you see that we missed, or what stuff have you picked up on? We're going to have a couple of weeks off. We'll be back after the new year, but let us know over the next couple of weeks what you saw. What did you like? What did you not like? Did you ever wonder what happens with the organic webs? (laughs) You can let us know at www.geekwatch1.com. Anywhere, everywhere, all social media, we are Geek Watch One. If you put Geek Watch One to the search bar and don't find us, let us know and Miss Donald will take care of the problem.
3: I was going to say, wasn't our mind supposed to go south on that?
2: Oh. What was that? Wasn't our
3: mind supposed to go south on that? <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you can also email us, geekwatch1 at gmail.com. We are proud members of the Tangibound Network at tangiboundnetwork.com and the Weeby Geeks Podcast Collective at Weebie Also, check out our buddy Charlie Murphy at um, Stray Dog at www.straydogakron. He's got the Stray Dog Cafe, Cafe 388. He's got the Bob's Hamburger. He's got the Akron Pickle. He's got all kinds of stuff everywhere, and it's not too late to order those last-minute Christmas and New Year's items. Right. Uh, other than right. that, for Kylan and Dawn and Vicki and myself, just remember.
4: No matter where you go, there you are.